Share Care, helping you find experts, the top minds in health and medicine. It's Share Care Radio with Dr. Daria Long Gillespie on RadioMD.com. Good afternoon. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome back to Share Care Radio. This is Dr. Daria again. Now, today we are talking about a topic that is so interesting to so many of us because millions and millions of, of Americans are on a diet today as we speak. I bet that many of you are probably on one. And statistics show that of the people trying to lose weight, every year they try four new health plans per year. It can be so hard, especially when you get into these fad diets. And you may not know this if you were to look at me now, but I have to confess that when I was in medical school, I put on that freshman 15 too, just like you know we hear of a lot of people doing. And, you know, looking back at it, I there was higher stress, spending a lot more time studying than I'd ever had, and it just uh, the, the tough aspects of being in medical school led me to eat a lot more, eat a lot mainly when I was just trying, when I was bored and trying to study for eating for reasons besides nourishment. And that, you know, over time that caught up with me and my clothes didn't fit. I couldn't do the things I liked to do as easily. And I just wasn't happy about the way I looked. Now, I remember in medical school, you think in medicine, we know everything about the chemistry of how to lose weight. And I remembered learning about the Atkins diet in our biochemistry class. And we, a bunch of us went on the Atkins diet. And I remember being miserable. I saw somebody eating an apple and I literally wanted to attack this person just so I could eat their apple. It was such a fad diet for me. And then I tried something else. And you know, all of the, everything, it could be certain if it was a fad diet, it didn't work. Maybe it worked for a few days, maybe for a week, but no longer than that. And that's what we're going to talk about. For me, in the end, I ended up having a, a surgery for another issue and really focused, refocused on my health and what I was putting in my body for the long term, not just for the next six weeks or the four weeks or six days, depending on the fad diet, and was able to come back, get back to you know the, the body I had been in and the one that I was comfortable with, which is why I want to share with all of you, because if you're out there and you are trying your 18th diet, that's okay. It is normal. And there is something that you're going to do today and we can do and you can learn today to change that and redirect that. So we're not doing this on our own. We have with us expert celebrity trainer, Jay Cardiello. Now, if you've watched TV, you've probably seen him on any number of things, including recently ABC's My Diet is Better Than Yours. He's also co-founder of the Behavioral Intervention Weight Loss Program Off the Scale, and he's author of Cardio Core 4x4, and he's also trained a few celebrities that you may have heard of, such as 50 Cent, Kevin Love, Ryan Seacrest, Jennifer Lopez, amongst them. So welcome, Jay. So glad to have you. Dr. Daria, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on the air with you. Love all of I love your philosophy, the things that you talk about. And it's important that when you were on ABC, my diet is better than yours. Your diet was the no diet plan, wasn't it? That is correct. And that uh, people are like, wait, you're on a weight loss show, a diet weight loss show, and you don't believe in diet. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, so it was fun right from the, right from the get-go. I love it. It throws off the whole thinking of it. So exactly on that point, you know, Let's just talk really quickly. Why do these fad diets not work? I look at it like this. If you look at the word diet, I mean, right right in the root of the word, you have the word die. You're starving. Mm-hmm. People are people going... It feels like you're it, dying at times. You'd it, rather it die. Like yes. Dying. And that's, that's not what it's about. I mean, 
people have to realize that it's not about deprivation. Healthy living sustainable outcomes come from addition. It's like getting more sleep, improving the quality of your life with the people you surround yourself with, mm-hmm. focus on being hydrated, getting in more fruits and vegetables. And when I even talked about the no-diet plan on ABC show, I also talked about behavioral change, what people don't talk about. Because mm-hmm. if you really want to disrupt your negative patterns, you have to start implementing positive solutions. And they really do create sustainable outcomes. They really do. And I I love what you're talking about. You're saying behavioral change and addition instead of deprivation. So you're saying that focusing on that behavioral change is just as important as, you know, what you're actually going to be putting in your mouth next and planning that, isn't it? Of course. I mean, if if you think about it, like walking into your kitchen, if you walk into anybody's kitchen, I could just tell right off the bat if they're suffering from obesity or overweight or or lean. The big thing is, is what we keep on the counter. yeah, yeah well, tell so me what this kitchen looks like. I want to know. <laughs> well, you, you think about it. I, you know, I have I have a son now, I'm a parent. And you're you're constantly you know running and going. What happens is that we get so I, I say mindless eating, and um, mm-hmm. people that was exactly cereal. my problem too. Yeah, yes. people place cereal boxes or leave things out on the counter, and when you're stressed or frustrated, you're reaching for those things. If you're going to have any sort of any sort of uh, food on the on your countertop, the best thing is, in a sense, to have fruit, mm-hmm. vegetables, things you can reach for that are healthy. Simple things like those behavioral changes. And people say, well, how does that affect my behavior? Because we all have triggers. We all have stress. Mm-hmm. And, but sometimes Ben and Jerry show up. Yeah. Now, if it's accessible, if it's there, we're going to reach for it. So, so number a trigger... I'm sorry? Yeah. No. So you're saying, so, you know, a key feature is no matter what your trigger is, Make sure that when you go to reach for something, you're more likely to reach for something healthier. Of course. And mm-hmm. as we've seen, you know, people were eating off too, too big of plates. Everything is supersized these days. I know that movie made a, mm-hmm. made a lot of, or opened a lot of eyes, but you think about it. We eat off plates. They're huge these days. It increased the dynamic. Even yeah. our shopping carts have increased in this size. So mm-hmm. if we can eat off smaller plates, and I always say, give your food a hand. Don't clap when it comes. But, you know, you carbs the size of your palm, proteins no thicker than, than your palm and no bigger than the size of your palm. If you want to have mm-hmm. any fats, about half the size of your thumb. So those are key behavioral strategies that you can implement right off the bat. And one of the biggest ways to create sustainability is this is being so eccentric, but switch to your non-dominant hand while mm-hmm. you're eating out or with friends or even at home. Or use chopsticks. Yeah. People forget it that. It slows you down. Stuff. And if it, it slows does. you down, it gives you more time for those signals from your stomach that you're getting full. Those are age-old strategies, but they're age-old because they still work. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. And what happens, one of the biggest things is that we don't, I always tell people, eat as if you're sick. You know, you go to see your doctor. Your doctor says, listen, I want you to hydrate, get your rest, fruits and vegetables. We, I always tell people, we don't change until there is a problem. You should mm-hmm. change to avoid a problem. So eat as if you're sick. Get Mm -hmm. hydration. Get to sleep. Focus on fruits and vegetables. Lean proteins. Eat more fish. If you eat as Mm -hmm. if you're sick, you're going to give your body a better chance of what? Not getting sick. And those are the mindful things we can do. Not just healing, but not getting sick in the first place. Now, I want to go back to one thing you were talking about, that in addition to these really behavioral changes, you started to mention triggers, too. And I know one of the things we talk about it in in addiction treatment as well are identifying your triggers. Talk to everybody what you mean by that so they can know their own triggers and address them. 
Sure. Everybody has a why. You know, there's there's a reason why we get up in the morning, we're fired up about the day. There's, there's, there's a reason why that people have an addiction when they reach for food, alcohol, mm-hmm. drugs. There's that why factor. Mm-hmm. I always look at it like this. New Year comes, you, re- you want the resolution, you're just sitting there, you're, you know, half and hungover, right over, you write your resolution, mm-hmm. but you don't resolve. And by the mm-hmm. 16th of January, you've thrown your resolutions out the door. Mm-hmm. People so really true need to for look inside. Yeah, people really need to look inside to change the way they perceive themselves and, and, and how they see themselves, because there always is that why factor and how we can mm-hmm. find that out. How we can find out those triggers. I always tell people: write yourself an unloved letter. What does mm-hmm. that mean? You write love letters to people that you praise. Write an unloved letter to something, someone, a time that really got you fired up because we hold it on our subconscious level and we don't think about it. But it mm-hmm. is there, and those, that's the root of every. Everybody has a root cause for where they are in their life, whether it's successes or the failures. And so how you're we saying deal with identify emotions. when you're saying, and I, I, this is such a great point, Jay, that I want to make sure we really sure. help people understand it. So you're saying, kind of fi- try to get to the root of what's kind of st- causing you to eat so much, and write about that, or cause it that triggers the it triggers the addiction, whether it's the food, alcohol, drugs, whatever it is, mm-hmm. because. Here's the thing. We don't. I'll give you an example. We don't take care of ourselves enough. And a lot of people are yes people. Mm-hmm. They do so much for so many people, and we get home and frustrated at night. And then Ben and Jerry show up, or Johnny Walker show up, and we suppress our feelings and we say, "I never have time for me." Your root cause is because saying yes to everybody, you're not putting boundaries. Mm-hmm. Now, so a lot of people don't know, though. Isn't it so much of that subconscious? that they may not even realize why they're reaching for it. So how can they really figure that out? Or is it just when they're reaching for something, that's when they force themselves to pause? I always say, take yourself on a date. What we do is we <laughs> surround ourselves with so many people and we learn about them. A lot of people don't know who we are. A lot of people don't know what fulfills us or our purpose. Mm-hmm. Take yourself right. on a date. You could do it right at your house. Write yourself, a, a, as I said, the unloved letter. What is your mm-hmm. trigger? That, what, or what is you holding you back from being that six-year-old kid that really is fired up about life? What happened or what has brought you to the point? And when you find mm-hmm. that, wow, I can't believe that tripped me up, and I can't believe that I actually allowed myself to be absorbed in that. Mm-hmm. You know, we only get one chance in this life, doctor. It's, mm-hmm. uh, but sadly, we give so many people the author or the authorship of our lives, and they write our history. Mm-hmm. People need to yeah, start writing their own life. Writing their, their own, own life. together. Yeah, it's so true. And having the right tools to do that, which is why we have you here. And again, all of our listeners, we have Jay Cardiello here, a celebrity fitness trainer. And so, Jay, tell us some of the other lessons that you know you tell people from your, from when you were on ABC shows, My Diet is Better Than Yours. Let's kind of get into the pieces so that all of our listeners can, they have you as their trainer for the next few <laughs> more minutes. So let's talk exercise. What do you want them to do? Somebody who is now, you know, they've been in this cycle of yo-yo dieting. They're going to break out of it thanks to your interview today. What do you want them to do for exercise? Sure. If you want to raise your emotion, if you want to raise your emotion, put your body in motion. I always say the simplest <laughs> exercises to do is standing on one leg while brushing your teeth. I mean, you help core, symmetry, balance. If you don't brush your teeth, I guess you can't do it. Dance while you're getting dressed. <laughs> if morning. you don't brush your teeth, then we have other issues. We have a dental <laughs> yeah. episode they can listen to. But yes, exactly. If, if you want to raise your state and feel good about yourself, get your circulatory system on fire, start moving. And that may sound mm-hmm. all that's so simple. But 
think about when you're a child. Why don't you just regress to progress? Act like you're a child. Mm-hmm. Run around. Move. Walk. And those are the simplest things. And we always say, oh, take the stairs of the elevator. But it's the truth. Mm-hmm. So instead of getting so set in a regimen, I have to do this amount and this amount. No. Just, just move. move. I just totally... Move. Agree. And you're right. Of course, we want people to be doing their cardio for their 20 to 30 minutes. And that's great. And we don't want to tell them not to, that if you just move a little bit, but just those little movements, if that's all you can fit in in the morning, that is better for your health. And it has a... I love how it has kind of a, a shadow effect because you go hike, walk up three flights of stairs. So you get that cardio burn. But now the fact that you walked up three flights of stairs, I mean, science has shown you're more likely to maybe reach for something healthy instead of a donut just because you think, well, I just did something for myself. So it has a secondary ripple effect, which makes of it course. even more Im- impactful. Yes, yeah, so you said something uh, very important. It has that ripple effect. Because when people around you start seeing you making changes, your family, mm-hmm. they say, well, I got to get, I got to get in this. I got to jump on the bandwagon. Also, too, people have to understand, don't make the barrier of entry into exercise so big. Oh, my gosh, I have mm-hmm. to do this. No, stand on one leg while you're brushing your teeth. While, mm-hmm. you know, while you're in bed, contract and squeeze your abdominal muscles. Get it firing. Because then you're all of a sudden like, wait, I can do this. I want more. Mm-hmm. Start slow. You were like a baby taking small steps. You didn't get up and run. Think like that. Think regress the progress. Get back to being a child and having fun as opposed to being mm-hmm. so stringent. Mm-hmm. I love that. Regress to progress. And the other thing is, just like you mentioned, it's not, it's, um, don't jump into some uh, rigorous cardio workout that you think you have to do and without it, you failed. Just move. Just play. What did you like okay. as a kid? If you have kids, play tag with your kids or something. Whatever you enjoy so that you're not dreading that activity. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, one thing I just uh, just want to say also too is that all of your clothes shopping happens at the grocery store, and we never think like that. <laughs> so, you know, the, the way people look at food should really be like, "Hey, I'm going to wear this." And people don't realize what goes on in a grocery store. And I, I talk about this on on TV. It's like when you walk into a grocery store, you see the flowers. They're not there to be purchased. They're there to raise your mood. People need to be educated that frozen fruit versus versus the um, raw or fruit right out can in a sense have almost the same nutritional value so you can save money there watch out the food that's at eye level we call it the bullseye zone they use colors like red yellow and orange to increase your appetite to get you excited just think about all the fast food places Mm -hmm. okay now this is fascinating i want to dive more into this (laughs) tell us more of these grocery store secrets i never thought of but you're right the flowers they, they do boost your mood a little bit tell us other tricks about navigating the grocery store See, that's, that's one thing we have to understand. When we think about healthy lifestyle, when we think about wellness, we always think about, oh, sweat and pain. No. You think about what goes on internally in your body. Because what you eat, I always say, it's like termites. It's not going to be this big hurricane and knock you right on your, off your feet. It's a termite to start eating away your body, eating away at your cells, and then all of a sudden, 40 years later, it's like, oh, my goodness, I have cancer. Because food either fights or feeds diseases. But it's also what you wear. So that's why I jokingly call the grocery store going clothes shop. And when you walk in and see the flowers, they're there to heighten your mood. Oh, I got to buy more. I feel good about myself. I always say go in with a list. You have a plan. But just like you have a life plan, you have a goal, you should be going into the grocery store and say, this is what I'm going to purchase. I'm going to allot myself X amount of minutes because we lackadaisically go throughout the aisles and we mm-hmm. find ourselves this and then we find ourselves sure. nibbling on the snacks. Yeah. No, say I'm going to be in and out in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. 
look high and low. Avoid the bullseye zone. Know that you can save money because I'm a parent now. I say, hey, do you want bananas? And three years later, three days later, we're throwing them away because he didn't eat them. So you can purchase frozen fruits and vegetables. They have just about the same nutritional value. Also, too, be careful of those labels. I mean, get caught up so much in organic. Is it gluten-free? Now, organic has to do with dirt. has to do with the pesticides. Also, too, with gluten and gluten-free and the whole big billion-dollar industry it's created, we have to understand that gluten-free does not mean it's a healthy product. I saw the other day with, like, gluten-free brownies. People are like, oh, it's a healthy product. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, so we have to be aware. We have to understand the labeling. We have to understand the colors and how they, you know, cause excitement and, and, and see the parallels between the fast food yellow, orange, and red, and how they excite you and make you appetite increase, and how they're using them right at eye level when you go shopping. Mm-hmm. So little key things, okay. going there with a list, allot yourself a certain amount of time. Be aware of what's being placed on the label. If it says whole wheat, it may not be 100% whole wheat. Turn it around and it says enriched. doesn't mean it's enriched with nutrients. It's actually robbing you mm-hmm. because we need them when we're sick. But I always say prehab your body so you don't have to rehab it. Invest in quality fruits and vegetables early on to avoid to protect your body, protect yourself, which we never think about later on when we're going to the doctor and we say, now what? Yeah, so Jay? Grocery- yes? Oh, good. I think something was going on with the line. You couldn't hear me talking for a second. Um, I wanted to, you were making some great points there about the gluten-free and a, a lot of different things I think are really confusing for people with labels. Gluten-free does not necessarily mean unless you have celiac disease or truly are gluten intolerant. It doesn't mean healthier or lower fat or more likely to help you lose weight at all. No, it doesn't. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that that's one thing that uh, is out there and people are really buying into. And that's mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. I want to finish up really quickly talking about fat in our last 30 seconds. What do you tell people about fats in their diet? Well, there's good fats, as we know, and there's bad mm-hmm. fats. Always think about, it's pretty simple, saturated, clogs. Just think of like you're soaking up a sponge. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking, having things like avocado, which is good fat, people get scared of that. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's good, watch, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Watch for things that clog up. When you see that saturated fat, know that the red flag or a warning mm-hmm. like, hey, I really and especially trans fats. So we have to tell people trans fats, if it is partially hydrogenated on there, avoid it. Of course, of mm-hmm. course. And a couple of things also, too, we have to be careful of. Ten if seconds. That, sure. One last thing. Read the label, turn it around, become aware. And if it says one thing, it may not be the truth. Mm-hmm. And a watch out for that bullseye zone when you're in the grocery store. Thank you, Jay. Again, this is Jay Cardiello, celebrity trainer. Follow him at Jay Cardiello or his website, jcardio.com, where you can order his book and read his blog. Of course, tweet us if you have any questions. I'm at Dr. Daria and at ShareCare Inc. Thanks for listening to ShareCare Radio on Radio MD and stay well. Mm-hmm.